Researchers fear fire ants risk the future of the traditional Aussie barbie and how a farmer is recovering after lightning and floods kill his stock. G'day, I'm Brett Worthington. Pig farmers are facing a tough year ahead as they come to terms with a crash in Australian pork prices. The industry says an increase in pig numbers and a sudden flood of cheap pre-cooked pork bellies and ribs from overseas are to blame. Pig farmer John Burke says it looks like it'll be at least a year before things improve for producers. We're in a, a state of depression, I suppose you could call it. Our numbers are up. Our imports are through the roof. Our pork ribs are coming in New Zealand, pork bellies coming in, and it's halved their price. We've just got a a sea of meat in the country, and we can't sell it at any price. Heading west now, WA's three-month-old state Labor government is considering a new tax on iron ore miners. That's despite campaigning against a National Party pledge to do much of the same in the lead-up to the election. The government's proposing miners pay a 25 cent per tonne upfront fee instead of over the 50-year life of state agreements. Premier Mark McGowan denies it's a policy U-turn, arguing it needs to be done to pay down state debt. If the 25 cent fee on each tonne of iron ore would be removed in return for a single payment. Now that payment would obviously have to be very, very significant in the billions of dollars to remove that fee. If the amount was right and it was exempt from the GST redistribution formula, well then of course it's something we'd look at if the taxpayers were going to be better off. Let's stick with mining and wet weather in the first three months of 2017 has seen gold production figures fall. Just 71 tonnes of gold was pulled from the ground across the nation in the March quarter. Several mines had to reduce their throughput thanks to flooding and an inability to physically access their sites. Dr Sandra Close is with the mining consultancy firm uh, Suburton and Associates and they compiled the figures. Well, it's not unexpected to have a lower production in the March quarter because it's always the wettest time of the year, but it certainly was a fall compared to the December quarter, and that's in part because the December quarter last year was one of the highest for, oh, look, almost two decades. Let's move away from mining now, and the Invasive Species Council thinks we'll be forced to say goodbye to the barefoot backyard barbie if fire ants aren't stopped at the Queensland border. CEO Andrew Cox says $38 million a year is now needed to eradicate the deadly pests that can wreak havoc on agriculture, the environment and the Aussie lifestyle. He's urging all states and territories to chip in more money for a fire ant eradication program ahead of a meeting of agriculture ministers in July. When they get the high densities, about 500 nests, and which, which means in a typical backyard you might have you know, a dozen nests in a small backyard and they'll be just raining down on any disturbed open areas and it makes control really, really difficult. And that's why everyone in Australia, not just the Queenslanders, need to get behind this program. A South Australian farmer has been given a suspended sentence after pleading guilty to importing materials to make gun silencers. For the Country Hour, Jemima Burt has the details. Last September, Stephen James Zilm's property at Lock Arbor near Narracourt was raided by Border Force agents. They found solvent traps which can be used to make silencers. Zilm pleaded guilty to importing prohibited goods from the US and possessing a silencer, telling the court he knew it was illegal but did not understand the severity of owning them. In her judgment, Magistrate Teresa Anderson said that Zilm was an intelligent man and accepted that he wanted to use silencers to protect his hearing and so that other animals on his farm wouldn't be scared while he conducted pest control. Zilm received suspended sentences for both charges and was placed on a 12-month good behaviour bond. Now, you might have seen the amazing footage of an eagle taking out a drone on a WA wheat farm that took the internet by storm last week. 
Well, now professional drone surveyor says wedgetail eagle attacks are the biggest problem for drone use in Western Australia. Flindrag has lost two professional drones to eagle attacks in the past four years, and now he often brings a second person to do jobs in to act as a spotter. Without a doubt, by far the largest issue with our drone work is wedgetail eagles, and that's around the state. Ask any surveyor who uses the drone. I'll say 90% of issues is quite easily wedged out eagles. Maybe 5% human error and 5% hardware or software error. Okay, let's finish on a good note. And a double tragedy of fatal lightning strikes and flood stock losses wasn't enough to stop a renowned Jersey cattle sale on the New South Wales north coast. 83-year-old dairy farmer Pat McDonald held a special sale to celebrate 53 years of breeding. Mr McDonald says nine of his stud cows were drowned in the March floods but other cows showed remarkable resilience. 24 days later, three uppers came out of the cane, only about a half a k away. It was a very heavy crop of cane, and uh, they came home like excited kids. And then 10 days later again, we had another hipper come home with a calf at foot. So uh, it was, it's quite a mystery, and, uh, but it's a great story. It is a great story indeed. And for more stories from across the country, head online to abc.net.au rural.